0: on the day when i was born by daddy he sat down and he cried had the mark just as plain as day could not be tonight
1: what's up everybody this is aj uh, of course and uh it's the unnecessary it podcast so
0: die. it's a thursday
1: and uh, that was uh, Keller Williams doing uh, a cover of The Grateful Dead. We're going to give Lee a call, as we usually do on the Thursdays. Let's keep this jam up, right? Yeah. Hello, baby. I'm going Hello, goodbye. goodbye. Of course, Hello, we're going to do a uh, sound check while we call and Lee. Well, cause cause that's what we do. I didn't even turn on my speaker. On my Let's see. Where's he at? Where's Mr. Lee? Hey. Oh. Yeah. oh, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Oh, we were just jamming it's out fancy to... Fancy
0: meeting
1: you here. Yeah, yeah. It, fa- it is fancy meeting you here on the speaker. <laughs> so fancy. Uh, very fancy. Um, we, we were... Uh, mm, mm, oh, mm. welcome. Welcome to the podcast, Lee. Thanks. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> We were... Uh, I, we were jamming out to Keller Williams, but and then I forgot to even turn on the speaker uh, out of which you would be talking. So, starting off smooth. Yeah,
0: that's
1: good. <laughs> starting off exceptions. Yes, smooth as a razor blade. That's right. Um, oh. uh, so, d- I I think we talked about Keller Williams doing Grateful Dead covers last time we talked. That sounds familiar.
0: Um, I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big Keller fan. I've seen him a couple times. was uh, always
1: a great time. Yeah, I think, I think I mentioned uh, when he sang You Are the Eyes of the World, and I was fucking tripping. I was like, you are the eyes of the world. But, and um... You, I see through you. <laughs> um, well, Summer's here. I was at the park today.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: Yeah, my goal this summer is to learn how to slackline, um, which is like a hippie kind of thing. We may have also talked about this. It all blends together.
0: Where you talk, where you, you walk on the road, tie between the
1: trees. That's that's right. <clears throat> that's right. Yeah, I
0: mean, it takes a lot of uh, mental acuity.
1: It's weird, man. You have to... I I didn't get to do it today, because Adrian, my friend who has that, was not out. Um, I was with my other friend, Jono, and he had an Indo indo board, which is fun. Um, But it's weird, the slack line. You have to, like, relax parts of your body that you're not used to, and you have to be comfortable teetering, teetering teeteringly on this line. It's weird.
0: Yeah, did you ever see, um, the guy who walked across the Grand Canyon on the, uh, the line, on the rope?
1: No, is it the same guy that walked in between the the Twin Towers in the 70s, Philippe Petit?
0: No, this is, um, I think he's American, uh, super religious, and he walked a line across the Grand, was it the Grand Canyon? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Grand Canyon. Uh, it broadcasted on my TV, he had, like, no safety net or anything.
1: Right. Um,
0: and there was this one, at one point, in the right, he was right in the middle of the line, and a, a big wind kicked up. So he literally got down on one knee, on this, like, mm. this freaking, like, rope that he's walking on. Mm. Was like a steel cable or whatever. He gets down on one knee and just starts praying. In the, the air, over the middle of the Grand Canyon, on a high wire, he's just like, oh, it's windy, I better pray. But uh, he made it across, and uh, set the world record for uh, something being a fucking that shit son of a bitch.
1: You sure he wasn't T-bowing? Remember that?
0: Uh, I, I mean, whatever Jesus prefers.
1: Yeah, um, that's, that's, uh, you know, he's better than Jesus. And he's better than the Grand Canyon, as far as I'm concerned. They just need to call it like, yeah, yeah. they just need to call it like fucking Jerry's piss bowl from now on. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry's shitter.
1: Jerry's piss crack, because he fucking owns it, bitch.
0: <laughs> so I was uh I was in an antique shop today. No you
1: weren't. Uh,
0: oh my okay. Day yeah, I actually went to a couple of antique shops. Ooh. Um and a, a big theme I noticed was like old school Jesus stuff, like that you would put like above your doorway in your house. But Jesus was always just really white, just like white Jesus. You know what I mean?
1: Dude, white Jesus was huge like, just, back then.
0: Just like a guy you would see like the YMCA, just like Right. White white guy, you know, beard, long hair, probably plays in a couple of bands.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a white guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: So like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm pretty sure that there weren't many white dudes uh, in the Middle East <laughs> in uh, you know, two thousand years
1: ago. Yeah, he's playing in a Kansas <laughs> cover band. <laughs> Carry on yeah. my wayward son, and he smokes my a ton of the son. smokes a ton of pot. Yeah, yeah, totally. That was white Jesus. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, remember. I mean, we always talk fondly about '90s mom when when uh, moms were in their heyday in the '90s. I think White Jesus oh. was huge yeah, time, mom. in like the '60s, '70s. You know. So that's that's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah, forever. Back then. Pretty much forever, White Jesus was in. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's pretty much two eras of history: pre-internet and post-internet. So. A lot of white Jesus and pre-internet. We'll
1: see how it goes on post-internet. You're right, but technically you can do that with anything. You could be like, you know, there's, there's, two, there's two worlds we, we that you can divide the world into. There's, there's pre-double-ended dildos and post-double-ended dildos, and, and everyone will go down defining history by those eras. <laughs> no?
0: See, but I don't think there was ever a time without double-sided dildos.
1: It was oh, just I see. A little
0: bit more makeshift back in the day,
1: right? Like where other like you, you need to have. You where others saw saw nothing. You saw inspiration. You saw double sided dildos. Like you were pretty much like in the Matrix, but instead of ones and zeros, it was just double sided dildos everywhere.
0: <laughs> Single sided dildos and double sided dildos. Yeah, ding ding
1: ding ding <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I've always created a new
0: computer binary code based on the number of heads a dildo <laughs> has.
1: I don't know why. Maybe because I sell software for a living, but I'm always, I always go back to everything in the world. Like if you're obsessed with sandwiches, just everything in the world instead of ones and zeros turns into sandwiches. I don't know why. It's always, it'll never not be funny. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah no, I understand.
1: It'll go down That's with cool. farts as never not funny.
0: Never not
1: funny. NNF. There's, right? There's certain things. And to be honest, dude, farts, whether you're fucking nine days old or 90 years old, it's funny.
0: I think it's because farts are so variable. Ooh. You know what I mean? It's not just like one sound happens every time, like a sound clip playing for every <laughs> single person. It's like, it's always different. It depends on the individual. depends <laughs> on what you ate. You know? That kind of stuff.
1: <laughs> Lee, are you saying They're that farts... Are you saying farts are like snowflakes? <laughs> I
0: say yes. Absolutely. Oh, man. Nelly snowflakes. If we
1: could, ti- we should title every pod, and this one could be, farts are like snowflakes. I feel like snowflakes. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: words, I like both.
1: I mean, I talked about this on the first pod, where I, I had awful audio connection with Dustin and Jared, um, who I by the way I saw Dustin and his baby a couple of weeks ago, but um, I talked about this with them, and um, I, of course I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> um not well, know. Uh, you oh, farts are, are
0: like <laughs> farts are like snowflakes. Farts are like snowflakes. We were also talking about how accents are always funny, and it's kind of the same thing. Like, uh, an accent is always going to be different. Like you could say the same word a hundred times. In like an Australian accent, right, right, Roy! right, and you can, you know, it's always going to be funny, no matter if
1: you say it the same or if you say it different. So, you know, yeah, it's the it's accents some, are like fun. Some things will always be funny, and I think, like you said, it's that unexpectedness. Um, it's the taboo nature of it. Um, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's. A, I think it's an interesting study because, like I said in the first podcast about, I think gay sex is always kind of silly to me it's just a funny idea to me because it's it's so out of my norm like what a silly idea like why would you do that um (laughs) i just don't like why would you do that when you could do the other thing (laughs) um i told eva i I was like it's like if somebody just took food and like shoved it in into their ears i'm like that's but that's not how that's done (laughs) And, so that's and uh, not where the food goes. yeah yeah that's not where the food goes, <laughs> but um but whatever <laughs> like all right that's fine, um, but I also I always thought it was silly um because it's taboo and it's it's unexpected, and uh, I believe it was Drew uh, Drew Burt that came up with the hilarious um it's 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 why Grandma with a dildo is always funny <laughs> I just thought that that was hilarious. oh oh Grandma. Oh, Granny! Yeah, always getting into the dildos, but I think it's similar. It's yeah. it's it's the taboo and the unexpected. But I don't know. I, I I'm trying to intellectualize it and think about it. I don't think that's ingrained in our blood. I think that's just trained socially. Farts are unacceptable. Um, I don't know. We got to get babies. We got to do a study of infants whether they think farts are funny. And. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, babies
1: think everything's funny, so... Do they think gay sex is... Yeah, I guess that's a, that's a bad study.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess they, they can't really interpret uh, things of that nature, mm. yeah.
1: Indeed. Um, man, oh man, so I was at the park with a doggy. Dogs are, dogs are fun, Lee. Do you have a dog?
0: I have two cats, and I grew up with dogs, but currently I have two cats.
1: You still have Mushu?
0: Uh, my parents have Mushu, Um and I have a black, a three-year-old black cat named
1: Callie, and I just got a actually a brand new kitten, a little calico female kitten that we named her Mia. Oh, a calico! A calico! What's the? What's this? Calico. What makes it a calico? <laughs> well, ninety-nine
0: percent of all calicos are female. Ninety-nine percent of what? All
1: calicos. calicos.
0: All calicoes are females. <laughs>
1: okay, go on. And
0: the the, cal- the calico pattern is actually a direct um it, 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 how do I explain it the the pattern is a direct uh like the phenotype of their gene it's a direct expression of their gene and only females can like do this and so like the calico pattern is like like stripes of like like gray and then like darker gray and then like yellowy and then brown and that's an exact expression of like the pattern on the actual genome I was about it one time
1: so that's pretty cool oh that's interesting it's almost like a fractal pattern or, or just a microcosm type situation
0: um yeah sure
1: okay sure sure why not <laughs> yeah I guess so yeah sometimes I do sometimes I do that at work and does that do that? Um, yep. Or, or, um, or I go, or I go. You know, I was just looking into that, and um, I'm pretty sure it said we do, but I gotta get back to you on that. <laughs> just <laughs> kick it down the road.
0: Yeah, it's the bullshit effort. Yep.
1: Sometimes I'm googling it, you know, just furiously googling. Well, if my memory serves me correctly, i.e. the in, in international World Wide Web.: It's worldwide.: It really it's It really is world worldwide. worldwide. I don't know if that fart it's got worldwide. on I don't know if that fart got on, on video on, on the pod. It got recorded, but it was a good one. Yeah. So, it just
0: makes me think you're saying the word World Wide Web, and I was just thinking the internet is not really even like a web anymore, it's too complex.
1: Right, it's tubes. Everything,
0: like, everything's not so much connected as it is, like, pulled from a, like a droplet pulled from a pool, you know what I mean?
1: Um, it's, it's like tubes, I think, um, the inventor put it, put it that way. But, um. Like,
0: like, very tube-like.
1: Well, like net neutrality is a big mo fucking deal, and um, like Google and and um, Facebook, they they rallied against this and, and protested a few years ago to prevent legislation from changing net neutrality. But the new person, um, who, who whose name I do not care to remember, um, is anti net neutrality. Are you familiar with all this?
0: Yeah, I mean it's going to be pretty shitty if it all happens because it's just going to cost us more. There's going to be like tiers of internet and they're, we're not going to have, you're going to have to like pay extra, pay an extra $10 a month to get access, kind of like how cable works, like you can buy different packages and get access to different channels. It's, it's going to kind of turn the internet into channels, so you won't even be able to go to certain websites unless you're paying more and have a certain package and then it's going to be, tap your speed, it's just going to be terrible.
1: Um right. Yeah, that's that's a good way of of putting it. Um it's uh ugh, it it's it's really awful because you we might not even have access to um websites at all if the internet provider doesn't want to give them any bandwidth. You can they can throttle yeah. bandwidth down and um it would be like a political organization or a company that you don't like, um, shutting off their lights, not giving them access to electricity.
0: It's basically the biggest form of censorship that's ever been introduced.
1: Oh my science! Well, yeah, I guess so. I'm. Yeah. Um, you would know better than me, being a uh, Yeah, well, Yeah, Well, of
0: course we're going to be a on it.
1: Well, you know what's great about... The I, the one thing that I do like about this country... I mean, I love many things about this country, but it's great that, like... Uh, racism is no longer a valid thing because it's okay to be racist in this country all of a sudden, as you know. Racism's back. So yeah. it's, like, it doesn't really matter to accuse somebody of being racist or homophobic or anti-transgender. That doesn't matter anymore. But the jih thing does not go away and like when you there's there's enough important jewish people in this country that have assimilated with the rest of the dumb whiteys where like when shit gets weird when there's like censorship and when there's like um this out of control leader that rules by fear and tells people what to do like you know, like alarm bells go off in their head, and people actually listen to Ju- to to the Jewish culture more than the Jewish community, more than, you know, other people. So yeah, it's
0: like kind of weird. I don't really understand it.
1: because um, I mean,
0: I've been I've been Jewish my whole life, and it's never really affected me above like a certain level. But I guess in these more powerful positions, like in the media, there's a bunch of Jews up there for some reason. It's like, hey, well, Jim, that's pretty cool, right? All right, <laughs> all right. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm not involved in any of that, so I can't, I can't benefit from it either, which kind of sucks. But right. Whatever.
1: Well, I mean, I think there's a, a kind of, to a much lesser degree, and scope, the Mormons um, have like a similar situation. Uh, Mike, there's a ton of Mormon people in my company, and. Um, I, I, they were persecuted, um, and they, you know, moved to Utah as like the only place that would accept them. Um, and they're they yeah. have they're very su- they're very successful overall as a community. And I've pointed out to people, or I've realized for myself that they, amongst Christian people, they talk about their religion less than anybody, and like they introduce their religion into their public life less than anybody. And and everyone knows they have a weird ass fucking goofy ass religion, but you, they never talk. And because of that and because of the persecution, they've whitewashed themselves. And, and like what you have to do to assimilate in this country, um, the sad truth is like it's it's a quote unquote melting pot. But what you have to do to assimilate is, is make yourself as Anglo-Saxon, you know, Protestant as possible, you know.
0: Yeah, get as
1: close to that baseline American normal as you can. Um, yeah, it had, like, Italian Americans had to do the same thing. You had to drop the accent um, and, and you know, cut your hair and, and get rid of, you know, all that stuff. And um, if you're Jewish, you have to, like, hide your, your yarmulke and, and hide your accent and don't speak Yiddish. And have your, your own Jewish delis and your own like you know, communities that you hang out with. And because your skin is white, you can assimilate easier if you're Italian or Jewish um or Irish than if you're black or Hispanic. And I think it's as simple as that.
0: Yeah. But well, um it's easier to hide it's easier to hide some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we may have, have to hide your skin, skin
1: tone. yeah, I, we may have talked about this last week, but I, I've learned that Martin Luther King, um, did not like conventional mainstream black culture at the time. Like he didn't like jazz or rock and roll. And, um, he did not like, um, jive talk, you know, what was developing then. And, and, um, he was uh,
0: He was also, like, in his mid-30s, though, wasn't he, at that time?
1: Probably that or higher. I, you know, I always have this conception that he was, like, yeah. perpetually 47 years old. Yeah, no,
0: but, he, I, yeah, yeah, I think he was, like, he wasn't that old. But, I mean, that would be, like, Wait. me saying, like, I don't like, like, trap music. You know what I mean? And, like, fidget spinners. I um, do into that culture. I feel like that's the same divide.
1: Well, he died in, what, 1965, maybe? Um, 1964, and he was, maybe he was 40, do you think?
0: I'm gonna look it up right
1: now. Yeah, look it I up. Must
0: know.
1: Yeah, because the thing is, jazz existed in the 20s. Like, jazz existed as a thing when he was 20 and 30 years old, and when he was 15 years old. Um, you know, he was the same age as probably Louis Armstrong.
0: Let's see, he was born...
1: 19, Michael King Jr. 1907.
0: His name is Michael King Jr. 1929. Damn. And son. he died in 1968.
1: Right.
0: So he was 41 when he died? No, no, I'm sorry. 39,
1: 39 or 40. when he died. Right. So, um, yeah, 30, so...
0: 39.
1: Yeah. So jazz was a thing when he was growing up, you know? And, um he didn't like it and he didn't, he didn't think it was appropriate for black people to be into that stuff. And it's, which sounds weird, but it's because he understood it's not that he didn't like it personally or that he had a vendetta or he was a a racist against his own people. But like he fucking knew that if you wanted to make it in white culture, you had to pretend that you were a white European. You had to fucking play their stupid game and yes, Massa, like, you know what I mean? And, like, you had to be perfect. And Martin Luther King and other, pe- like, guys back then understood that. And it came out in a way that was very strict. Um, and I heard this guy talking about on Joe Rogan's podcast. And he was saying, like, in many ways, Barack Obama is the pinnacle of, of and, and the embodiment of Martin Luther King's dream uh where Barack Obama is effectively able black guy yeah like he's able to do anything any white person right he has as much privilege as anyone in the world because he's the pre- he was the he's a former president and and he's beloved yeah and so in many ways this is like the culmination of the dream like you can't get better than Barack Obama of any color which is great um and this is also the misconception of of a lot of people that like remember the the silly like you know racism is gone and like we're post racial and and race there is no racism anymore and a lot of people really fucking think this they think oh this is a bunch of they're all lazy loafers and it's like while they spew out racist shit they're claiming that there's no more racism it's really funny but um yep. Barack yeah, Obama and. In many ways, you know, he was the pinnacle and embodiment of Dr. King's vision, but in many ways, it's like just the beginning. Like, okay, now we can see that you have to be perfect to be black in society or a woman. Like, that's why Hillary Clinton lost because she wasn't perfect. And so once we realize that, oh, we needed to wait for a perfect person to come along to accept him, we need to start like examining more of this. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Yeah, people um, hold the different standards. Yeah. Lee, what uh, what are your plans for the summer?
0: Um, got some uh, festivals lined up. We're actually throwing our next iteration of the festival. Nice. Uh, which will be uh, September fourteenth, fifteenth,
1: and sixteenth. Oh, uh, September. So
0: we're we're adding an extra. Yeah, yeah, September. So it's been like two and a half months from right now.
1: Do you remember? Uh, the twenty-first of September. Oh, hello. Right.
0: Oh, Hey. hey.
1: Um, um. That's so yeah, cool.
0: That, that's, uh that's uh, a lot of planning going on right now for that. It should be a good time.
1: So you're gonna have three hundred and thirty-three bands. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> one day.
1: Like you just.
0: <laughs> yeah, we we're gonna try to change the name to something else, but people just know the Three civil names, so right. we're gonna
1: have to. Oh, cool. With it. It would be funny yeah. if the other organizers and friends of yours slowly realize that you're just you have a crippling insanity and obsession with like the number three. And like, like you're like, every there'll be three grilled cheese stands, and each grilled cheese stand will serve three slices of cheese per grilled cheese. And there'll be three hundred and thirty-three bands playing in 33-minute intervals. It's like, dude, relax.
0: Okay, yeah. Like dude, you need to chill out with the
1: thing. Yeah. Um that and then we never saw Lee again. <laughs> well that's really cool, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Um you're gonna have to upgrade venue, no?
0: Yeah, I mean, this might be the last time that we can do it at this venue because we were pretty close to capacity last time and it rained. Mm. So if we got another, uh, we, we probably could have fit maybe like 15, 20 more cars and it would have been tight. Um, right. But, I mean, it's, it's just it's first come, first serve at this point, so if you can't get a spy, you just going to have to freaking, I don't know, sell your car.
1: <laughs> Parachute in like it's fucking burning, man.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, Have you heard about that? It's free if you parachute in. Is that
0: true?
1: Yeah, yeah. It Costs like hundreds of dollars because you're contributing to like the water supply <laughs> for the weekend. You know. Um, that's, it's that's crazy. it's like an you know an anarchist event, but or or a communal event. Um, I don't know if you know how it started. You know, just with a bunch of dumb dudes going out to the desert. And it's obviously a freak show, um, but you have to pay because you're in the middle of the fucking desert and there's thousands of people that will die because dummies don't, you know, fucking drug addicts are worried about bringing drugs to their fucking drug fest. Not, you know, people bring uh, sticks to burn the giant Burning Man before they bring water. So, um, yeah, sure. So you pay money, but if you fly in. Um, like parachute in, which many people do. It's free, isn't that amazing? Do you know how much it costs to get in? I think it's like a couple hundred bucks, like like a like a big festival yeah. would cost. Yeah. Because like, there's no promoters. Like, there's no well, there's promoters, but there's no advertisers. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, everybody just knows about it, straight word of mouth
1: yeah so you know from throwing a fest like it costs a fuckload of money just to operate and you can imagine if there's no sponsors and, and it's you know bands aren't going to shell out money for that situation so yeah it's just raised by the people
0: yeah I mean you wouldn't you would believe the venue costs of some places um, for festivals like over $30,000 like for a like not, not like a crazy huge uh, venue, but definitely like a big like grounds and like all sorts of stuff, but I mean that's just like for an independent festival, I just imagine what these huge like Firefly, uh, Electric Daisy Carnival, like how much just the, the cost to rent out the spaces or something like that. Right. It's gotta be hundreds of thousands of dollars.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I you mean,
0: gotta make that back in
1: tickets, it though. Right. Yeah, it's it's an interesting business. I mean, obviously a whole industry yeah. that you're a part of, but of a very interesting business indeed and and it's like i could hear i i could picture in my mind just from you describing it those are all practical business skills that like you need in any job so it's like that sounds grueling and a fucking pain in the ass and um it, it's all translatable skills but boy oh boy it's a lot yeah
0: definitely yeah boy
1: oh boy <laughs> um, any other plans this summer
0: Um, just
1: playing other shows, recording music, uh, playing with my cats, you know, regular stuff. Nice. Regular, cool.
0: Regular
1: cat-related stuff. Nice. I, uh, yeah, I was just, I was just with friends and family for a week back on, in the Northeast, and, um, and, like, I love my family so much, and, like, I, you know, when you make good friends... Um, I find it hard to just not see them for long periods of time. And some people are comfortable with that, but I can't, I don't understand. I'm, I'm too psychologically and emotionally connected. And I think that's like healthy and natural, but, um, but yeah, it was a good time. It was a lot of fun and, um, I'll, I'll be able to see you next time, sir. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: before I forget, it's funny that you're saying, um, how you're, like, very emotionally connected, and, like, it's weird to go long periods of time without talking to people. Because I'm the exact opposite way.
1: Uh-huh. Like, if,
0: if we didn't talk for 20 years, and then you called me, I'd just be like, what's up, dude? <laughs> you know what I mean? like, right. the phone, see, it, see it's your name. It's like, you know, what's up, man? <laughs> right. And, like, that, that's just how my brain works. Like, it, my brain freezes time differently for every single person that I know. And then... Whenever we're out of contact, it just stops and there's no gap in the time. And when the next time I see them, it just picks up from the microsecond that it left off last time. And I just have no control over it. It just does it automatically in my brain.
1: Yeah, I I, I enjoy that feeling too. Because I don't, I don't feel less close to people if I don't talk with them for five years. Right? Right. So I feel just as close as them as I did like, Those shared – and I think men are different. Like I've noticed in relationships and and with my family. Like I think that if women don't talk with someone for a while, then they become less close with them. And it becomes weird and awkward when they do talk again. And I don't think it's like that for guys. Like I don't feel that way when I talk with any of our friends from college that we lived with or any of my friends from high school – Um, like you said, you kind of freeze that moment, which is really nice. (laughs) Um, yeah, I was thinking of a memory. Um, oh, so when I went back home, I went to my, my middle school, which I haven't been to in 20 years or 18 years since I was in seventh, eighth grade. It was fucking awesome, dude. All these memories came flooding back to me. And we've talked a lot about how memories work in our brain uh, on the pod, It was incredible, man. I saw my uh, principal from middle school for the first time in like 18 years, and he's just about to retire. Um, I went back because my cousin is is in 7th grade, and we went to his band recital, which was so much fun. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I remembered this memory of my friend Brian Cassano, um, who owns a pizza place now in, in New York, near where we grew up. And I remember this memory of him and I in first grade or no, 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 fourth grade, excuse me, fourth grade or maybe third grade in in that school and us talking about Beverly Hills 90210 because we were the only two in class that had even heard of it or seen it ever. (laughs) And I remember us like, oh, like you like 902102? And he's like, yeah, man. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, who do you like on that show? I remember asking him this and... I'm pretty sure he said Brendan, um, whoever, no, whoever, um, whoever the old man was who who was supposed to be playing a young man, Leatherface, um, he liked him, which is, makes sense. He was like the cool guy. And then I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I like Steve. And that was like the underdog pick. Steve always had like drug problems and like wasn't really cool, <laughs> like. Steve was supposed to be like, not cool. And I always like dudes that are just awful. (laughs) And those are my, always my favorites. Um, And I'm like, yeah, I like Steve. And he's like, yeah, Steve's cool. But anyway, I remembered this conversation from literally 25 years ago. And um, it's like so funny, particularly because in my memory, my friend Brian Casano is not a a fourth grader like it actually happened. Brian Cassano is like an 18-year-old, as I remember him. (laughs) So, like, it's a memory from first grade, but it's a memory of me and an 18-year-old Brian. Because, like, his voice is like, Yeah, man, Steve's cool. And, like, I don't... (laughs) This is what we're talking about, how memories are so fucking flimsy. I'm I'm remembering... (laughs) Brian Cassano, an 18-year-old Cassano in a fourth-grade class. It's just so funny to me. <laughs> like, squeeze into one of his little chair desks. Yeah. All right, dude. So what do we... And, dude, this is how VR is going to work. For vir- virtual reality... I talk about it all the time. Virtual reality is going to get so fucking good where they will be able to harvest our memories and fully integrate with what we remember being awesome times in college. So picture a virtual reality environment... Where you are fully integrated sensory wise into into your sophomore year of college, and um, as you remember it. So if you want to remember um, the food tasting particular a particular way, if you remember Canyon Pizza, that then it will be. If you can't really remember what oh. topping you had, you would make it up, and and. Things would be fuzzy, like in dreams, you know? Like, you would look at somebody, maybe, and their fucking face would be fuzzy. Like, shit would be weird. Or or it would generate a best guess, and you'd be like, no, that's off. And you would change, like, dude, it's going to be so awesome. It's going to be so awesome! We just need to stay alive for, like, 20 more years and not kill ourselves with nuclear holocaust. True.
0: Have you ever heard of the show Black Mirror?
1: Um, yeah, but that, I, I find um, that racist. I don't see color in my mirrors. But, <laughs> in my mirrors.
0: Yeah. But um, Black Mirror is like an anthology series. Like every episode is like an hour or whatever. And it's just a different story. And it's all about dystopian technological futures. Um, it's really, really awesome. And there's one episode where in some like random future, everybody has implants in their eyes, and it records everything that you see. So then you can mm-hmm. go back and like replay stuff, yes. and like watch stuff over again, and like go in and like delete stuff, like move stuff around. Just looking like your phone, but it's all done just by like your your mind. Um, and it was just about people like obsessing over that and like looking back at small details, and like it just gets like super crazy. And that's like every episode. There's like a technological thing that it just gets like way out of hand, and then that's the end of the episode. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so I, I highly recommend it. There's a lot of really cool questions that it asks.
1: Okay, uh, I'm yeah, in.
0: A cool
1: I th- you may have mentioned yeah. it before. A lot of people have mentioned it to me. I think I'm in. I think you've convinced me.
0: Yeah, uh, the, just watch the, the first episode of Black Mirror. Um, I have literally never seen anything like it uh, in, like on television ever in my life. Like It changed my life because it was so absurd that I could, I could never even imagine thinking of the idea, let alone pitching it, to a network, let alone having them accept the idea and say, "Yeah, make that into a show and let's air it on the air." Once you and you'll understand once you watch the first episode of Black Mirror. I don't want to tell you anything
1: about it, just that. Nice. Okay. Cool. Yeah.
0: Yep.
1: Um, we've talked a lot about Westworld, and I've talked yeah. a lot about where where does the come go, <laughs> which is still. <laughs> yeah. Still
0: talked multitudes
1: of uh, on that topic. <laughs> Oh dude, that was like one of my favorite fucking conversations ever, by because you talked about the tears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> you yeah, said yeah. It, okay. we said first <laughs> and the first thing you went to was tears, which is funny on so many <laughs> levels because like tears, <laughs> of course, like it's it's Westworld, like all they do is cry, like it's just perfect. You nailed it. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know if I talked about this about Westworld. Is I, you could tell that Michael Crichton wrote it like in the 50s or whenever because the Westworld that they go to is a physical place with physical AIs. And our future is quite clearly digital and virtual AIs. Um, we're doing things, we're virtualizing things we never thought possible, and that's just you know, where we're going with transhumanism, I just find it fascinating how Westworld is a world of mechanical AIs that gain consciousness and you physically go to Westworld, where um, I think if he was writing that today, it would be like a, a fully integrated sensory VR type situation.
0: Probably be way cheaper also for the uh, the makers.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. It's That's why we've made computers, you know, Um There's a great great YouTube series called Crash Course, um, and they do everything from world history and U.S. history to philosophy and computer science. And Crash Course Computer Science is is very complicated, but they talk about how the first computers were... It was based on mechanical switches, and it was electromechanical um, computing, and it was based on on on-off switches and physical switches, and then they found out that you can just you can have an on/off switch um, digitally and you can <clears throat> send a certain charge through a certain way and create an on/off switch um, without actually having anything physically move. It was just currents running through it in a certain way, and different gates. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, the, those switches are ones and zeros. And if you get a series of ones and zeros together, you can activate more and more sophisticated switches and then it gets into logic gates and um you know random access memory and and shit like that beyond but um it started as ele- you know electromechanical which uh is and it started with code breaking in World War II yeah
0: um what's his name uh Alan Turing
1: mm yes the the Turing machine was actually a theoretical machine that was never invented, but um, was instrumental in like the development of of computing. And Turing, yeah, I think is known as like the father of modern computing or something like that. Did you
0: watch that movie uh, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, um, about Alan Turing? No. Oh my God! Oh, you've got to watch that. It's the entire story of what he did during World War II and how he broke the, uh, the Germans code for like this.: Oh community. cool. It was supposed to be impossible to break the code, and he right. did it. He built this huge machine and like did it.
1: Right. crazy movie. Um, is it called Grand Turing? Oh
0: <laughs> Yes, actually. Because
1: I saw that with Clint Eastwood. It was real. He played yeah. Alan Turing in Grand Turingo. <laughs> And he was just correct about that. Yeah. Get off my machine. That's what he kept saying.
0: <laughs> it was
1: when oh, he like, fucking so. blasted a bunch of Mexicans <laughs> with his shotgun on top of a Turing machine. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I kind of remember what
1: the, what the movie was called. Like, uh, It was so good. Hello there, Gabna? That's what it's called.
0: Hey, Gabna?
1: Well, so at least then.
0: A, I'm being distracted, by there's a sign in front of me that says, now hiring Juicy Burgers. Oh. I think those are supposed to be two different statements, but they just go together so
1: well. I don't know. I mean, work ethic-wise, nothing beats a Juicy Burger. They don't quit.
0: Yeah, you know, you're working.
1: Right. Um, that was the... <laughs> well, that... I mean, it's, it's relevant, because that was actually the sign that they're referencing on in that famous Ace of Base Um, song yep they're so fucking juicy and you're gonna get some cheese on it yeah (laughs) so I I liked your idea
0: before about naming each podcast um, at the end of the podcast so right now I have two names written down Um, farts are like snowflakes and that's not where the food goes
1: (laughs) That's just, that's not where the food goes. That's
0: not where the food goes.
1: And that is what I call men's penises, the food. <laughs> the food? Yes. Um, that's why I, that... I it. Yeah, that's why I, I whisper into my girlfriends ear. I go, you want to get fed? <laughs> 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 yeah, I go, I go, I go, I go, I go, I go, turn around, I'm going to feed your rump. Is that sexy? I
0: mean, it's pretty sexy. Yeah,
1: I think so. Um, <laughs> oh boy! So um, I uh, I plan on either going to Prague or Budapest in September, and that's um. That's cool. Yeah, that's pending. Um, cheap tickets. You can get to go- flights.google.com. I don't know why people don't understand Google Flights um, is the best thing ever. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that delightful? So let me let me drop some knowledge nuggets on you. Does that sound good? Drop it. Let me squish. Let me squish some knowledge grapes. Maybe it'll ferment into some knowledge wine, wisdom wine. Some knowledge wine. That's right. I like that. Maybe mm. cut, up, cut up a few lines of knowledge. I'm squeezing your mind grapes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's also a title. Squeezing your mind grapes. Um, <laughs> your mind grapes. So now I don't even remember because I'm just obsessed with mind grapes. What were you we talking need about? A, a suppository of knowledge. What were we talking about? I don't even remember.
0: You need a knowledge enema.
1: I don't even remember what we were talking about, Lee. What was going down? It's late. I'm getting tired.
0: Uh, let me let me go backwards. Oh uh, Jesus. Nologenema, um Squeeze uh, Squeezing your mind grapes. Oh Jesus. Uh, Ferment me some.
1: All right, Valley. all right, I got it. I got it. Gotcha. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> For Airbnb, <laughs> I know, I really went off on a tangent. No, I was talking about Google Flights. It's surprising that no one knows about it, yeah. but the one airline that doesn't include, to my knowledge, is Southwest, which is annoying. You know how Southwest is. They don't show their shit on, on kayak or Priceline or whatever. But Google Flights is the best, and I'll tell you why. Because Google's the best at everything, wow. first of all. You just trust fucking Google. Um, but second of all, you can, I I live in Denver, so it'll have my origin as Denver. And then I can type in Europe. I can type in anywhere in Europe. And then for date, I can type in a specific date one way or round trip on specific dates. Or I can just say, I want to go anywhere in Europe from Denver anytime in June. And it'll show me the entire map. And I go look at July and August and September and it'll show me every single day the cheapest flight to any country. So, for some fucking reason, Prague and Budapest are super cheap. Um, you know, London and Stockholm are cheap because they're closer, but like Rome is expensive. So, um, Prague or Budapest is looking like the one. And um, it's just delightful that they have that all-in-one place where I can literally just type in Asia. It's It's fantastic. Or... Um, or just Northeast U.S., you know, or I can type in New York and Philly and Baltimore. Phonesies.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: It's my uh, my plug for the day. Uh, I expect to check in the mail. Google. Thank you.
0: They're actually going to sue you for copyright infringement for using
1: your name. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. A oh, cease and no, desist. No, no. A cease and desist. Yeah, nice. Thanks. Um, that would be unnecessary. Oh, so unnecessary. But hey, that's the pod. That's pod,
0: pod, pod.
1: <laughs> what the fuck what did you say?
0: <laughs> I said
1: that's a pod. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's a pod. Yeah, it's cut. We'll fix it that's in post. Yeah, you always like Costanza, you gotta leave on the high note. That's chill. Um, I got a I got a bunch of our Pittsburgh friends coming in next week. We're gonna go camping. Um, They came out, they're coming out to uh, Red Rocks for a concert, and I think I talked to you about this, but I quizzed my friend Mike from high school, um, who doesn't know my college friends at all, as you know, Um, I told him that my college friends are coming out to Red Rocks, but they're going to watch an awful band that is real bro rock, and they're popular in 2002 and his first answer was something not like linkin park or it was like papa roach or something like that and i was like no no, no think more acoustic bro douche frat rock and dude his fuck OAR. his second goddamn guess was dispatch and and i was so proud of him oh. and i think fa- oar and dispatch those are the two frat douche Bro acoustic. Ah say ha da ha say. Oh dude, it's so chill. Uh, Like, oh I can't I, I can't I can't put oar dispatch in the same category because I
0: love dispatch and I hate OIR. Oh really? Yeah, oh yeah.
1: Why? How are they different? I'm a huge dispatch fan. I love I was
0: actually just listening to Dispatch today. I fucking love dispatch.
1: Yeah, wow, that's so funny. But ha ha say ha ha say. Do you know that stupid OAR? Is that OAR or is that Dispatch? That's Dispatch, dude, isn't it? Uh, it might be. It's hard to, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to hear exactly. All right, what
0: let, me it. let me give you
1: a quiz. Let me give you a quiz. Which one is this? Okay. Uh, let's see. Bye, 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 bye. I got a this morning. All right, come on! And can say oh, it was a crazy game. Yeah. Hey! Oh! Hey! <laughs> hey! We're getting drunk. It's like, oh, we're fucking drinking shitty beer, bro! Right? Ugh. <laughs> uh. I mean, I, I can't really
0: hear it on my end, but this act is sweet because they went to Africa and, like, lived there with, like, this tribe, right. and then, like, wrote a bunch of shit about I it. I wish
1: that fucking tribe um, killed they
0: them. At, they did a whole concert at Madison Square Garden that they called Zimbabwe, and they had, like, all the children from the tribe come over, and, like, were, they were a chorus in the background. It was pretty
1: cool. Yeah, I wish that I wish they went to Jonestown instead.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys want some kool
1: I really wish they went to fucking Jonestown. Oh, all right. No, I'm trying to
0: find...
1: I'm trying to find, like, an awful... An awful... That was OAR, by the way. You know the Crazy Game of Poker song?
0: Yes, that, I do know that song. That
1: was a crazy... G- all right! A poker... Oh, yeah, this is crazy. We are really... Yeah, I hate OAR. That's Dude, terrible. this podcast was bad to begin with. Now it's, like, fucking bad. Um, <laughs> oh man, I wish, I, I wonder if the, I fucking, I don't like them. Let's see this, this is Dispatch. You No. Meet an old man to present. Oh, so chill, dude.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, they're like fucking dirty heads, but not good. <laughs> You ever heard of dirty heads? Yeah, I've heard
0: the
1: name. Oh no, two coins in my pocket. Oh no, I I got loneliness, your lips, and the two coins in my in the map pocket. In oh they say in the my pocket. now I need to fucking hear that. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Uh yeah, two coins. Oh yeah. Yuck. You Oh yeah. You like that? I love this song. I mean, that's not one of my favorite songs. No, this is like, ah, oh, brother, playing it, dude. Like, Steve is drunk and singing out lonely and grabbing in Gordon. Your Ew. Two coins of your Wait, eyes in the my in the map pocket. What is that? <laughs> yeah.
0: well, the train <laughs> they have a, a great album. It's called Gut the Van. And it's just like care. a bunch of live tracks. Some of them are from Philadelphia.
1: I don't care about their um, stupid. And that's a really great
0: album. Their live stuff is
1: cool. I don't care about their stupid. Friends. Shut up. You're wait, you got it? Can you hear no, in the? I, I need you to hear into my pocket. Can you hear it one more time with me? Bef- <laughs> is that cool? Sure. Alright. All two mm. coins of your eyes into my pocket. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh.
0: yeah.
1: Will the in- uh, uh, Oh wait, for Henry. Henry. Oh God, I'm getting douche chills. I hate you. Dude, how... I actually just
0: played that song at the last show that I, I had. I played a private party down there Oh,
1: now. I bet people yeah, loved it.
0: Oh, yeah. Ugh.
1: <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> I Can you tell I don't like them? Something
0: you love them.
1: So I'm going to their I'm going to Tailgate with the guys and then I'm gonna drive back to Denver and then I'm gonna go out at midnight when they need to get picked up, you know? <laughs> they spent eighty five dollars. I'm like, dude, see Tame Impala. Have you ever heard of Tame Impala? Humphreys McGee. There's um incredible bands that play here.
0: Yeah, I would love to see Umphrees I read that.
1: I saw them last year. I'm going. To, they play Fourth of July weekend every year here at Red Rocks. Oh three three shows, and I, I went to the second, the middle show last year. It was incredible. I have some friends that are huge unfa- fans that do the three day pass. It's awesome.
0: Oh my god. Mm-hmm. That would kill to do that. Dude. I would literally murder someone to do that.
1: Dude, tickets are 45 bucks. 45 bucks.
0: That's cheap, too
1: bad. Yeah, just the airfare for me. Oh, dude, the Frontier Airlines from fucking Philly is so cheap. Um, just don't check a bag, just bring a backpack, and it's literally like $89, 79 $69 bucks one way. So like 150 bucks will get you here, and, and you just shack up here, and I cook all the time. We don't really go out. Um, we go to the park and chill and go hiking, and, go to, and, you know, we'll go to the concert. Yeah, that's pretty
0: sweet.
1: Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck
0: yeah!
1: Yeah, fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! Um,
0: I need that Elon Musk hyperloop
1: to get me out uh, there quick. Oh, we are going on the hyperloop! <laughs> the hyperloop! On. Um, they're uh, they're they're. I was looking at the two people who won the bid to build the hyperloop. It's uh, a man and a woman. Yeah. Um, who uh, live in Delft? We live in Delft. Um. Oh, welcome. It's more. We live in Delft. They're they're um, they're Uh Dutch. Um, So uh, yeah, and I was looking at Delft. It's a delightful town. There's all these small cities that are like you know fifty thousand to two hundred and fifty thousand people that dot northern Europe. Like. Right along like Germany near uh, Belgium and and the Netherlands and then all over the Netherlands and Holland and, and Belgium, there are these little cities and small cities that have canals and rivers running through them and like thousand-year-old buildings, and these super intelligent, educated um, people that that take care of like their poor. Like it's a really cool, cool culture. Yeah. Um, Lehman, Lehman Fishman, Lehman, Lehman R Fishman. Um, I gotta cut this short. We're doing a a halvesies, um, a half podcast today. So it's kind of a halvesies. Right. I'm tired. I'm like, a tired like a boy. Sort of of I got it. Well, I got it. Yeah, cause I gotta wake up at five for work. Um, and then I gotta go uh, hike up to Hail uh, to Vale. Drive up to see Keller Williams playing the free show. Yeah, and oh, the the song we were playing before it was Keller Williams doing a cover of a Grateful Dead song, uh, Mississippi Half Step. because this was a half podcast, you know, Synergy.
0: No, I, I, oh, I get
1: it. Mm. Um, I'm gonna leave. Oh. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm going to. Um, Leave, leave our listeners with uh, some music that will be like a palate cleanser from the shit I shoveled into their mouth with two coins. Um, <laughs> no, people like them. Dispatch is fine. They're cool. It's it's whatever. They're,
0: they're fine.
1: They're fine. Um, they're harmless. But, um, yeah, man, that was fun. That was a good pod. Good short, quick pod. Right? I liked it. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, we're going to listen to the Dirty Heads because I mentioned them. I really like them. It's like uh, cool reggae, ska, punk. You ever heard of the Dirty Heads, Lee? All right, well, this has been the uh, Unnecessary Podcast. See y'all later. Namaste. (laughs) Namaste.